Welcome to the show, Brain Health Unchaining Your Pain. And I am really, really excited to have Chris Ross on the show with me today on episode 13, just before Christmas. And I know this is going to go out after Christmas, but super excited to have you here. Chris Ross is the founder and CEO of Winjet, and he's really helped me put this show on the road and make it the success it is just before Christmas, and we reached our target, right. didn't we? Yeah, we did. You actually, you called it, and I was pretty—I was actually pretty amazed by that. You know, obviously <laughs> with the website, people they were putting like all the where they strip all the numbers and they pull it off of different all platforms of downloads and streams. And you called it you, right before Christmas. I'm gonna hit a million downloads. I was like, okay, we'll see what happens, and then boom. <laughs> I was like, that was yeah, pretty cool. But yeah, thanks for having me on. The lucky no, number thirteen. <laughs> Uh, everything I do is unconventional, right? So it's all good. <laughs> so I thought we'd take the, the opportunity in this episode for those that are listening and also watching to really reflect on the last 12 weeks before yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the reason I came up with this is not just because it's 12 weeks, but it's a really poignant reminder of the fact that my daughter was 12 days late and born on Christmas Day, my daughter's Lily. So it's is there's a kind of a bit of a joke in the background there for the 12 yeah. weeks, 12 it's days. Very late. significant number for you, for sure. How it is, is Lily? A very, yeah. Is Lily ready for Christmas? She's been so ready. She, mm-hmm. She's just like, Mummy, when I've opened my advent calendar, um, it's my birthday. So the poor, poor lady, she's, you know, she's got the longest wait <clears throat> to any child because she's got that huge buildup. <laughs> <laughs> when, when is her birthday? On Christmas Day. Is it, is it Christmas Day? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Well. Yeah, I was the Christmas cracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't always said, I'm going to be a Christmas cracker. Christmas cracker. I didn't realize I was literally going to be the Christmas but, cracker. Yeah. You're calling everything this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've been, obviously, I've, it's one of my favorite things to do. And so I have a, we were just actually having a conversation about this. I have a block schedule in my mornings to focus on certain things that keep me focusing. That way I'm able to accomplish my task for today. And yeah. I have 15 minutes for social media where I'm actually responding, engaging with people. And it's actually me. It's not my staff. But um, it's one of my favorite things to do is to click on your page and get to watch the Lily clips. <laughs> I, I can't wait. It's like the, my favorite part. She's so cute. <laughs> we'll try and do something before Christmas, but kids are so unpredictable. It's so difficult hmm. to try and get them to do anything. So Right, right. so let's have a deep dive shall we into um the 12 weeks before christmas and i know you you know we had awesome jess lee on the episode Mm -hmm. initially um she was the first episode one uh and she really she really hit the road with um talking about her brain health and Mm -hmm. and what it really meant to her yeah and it was Real quick, before, just real quick, I'm going to cut you off. Just, um, I want to touch on this. And it this show was a challenge when we, this show came about and when we met and it was kind of funny how we met. And then obviously what you've done for me personally. And when that, you've relieved me and unchaining some of the pain that I was harboring and holding on to for a very, very long time. And I looked at it in a different perspective. And then, of course, you know, I'm the kind of person when I walk into a room, I'm going to find the opportunities and I'm going to find the positive things. 
And I initially, I, was, I knew what I was building with Windjet, and I was like, "Oh, I have a show. I, I have a show idea." And this show was a challenge because I knew how hard it was going to be to distribute and then also display the the trauma in a certain way for people to really understand that you're not alone yeah. out there in the world. So this show was, for me, it was a personal challenge, but it was also a way of showing the world that it can be done because there's a lot of confidentiality stuff and there's a, mm. just very uncommon. You see a show that does extremely well like this. And I think it's also a testament on how well you are at what you do for a living. And you've heard me say this in a numerous occasions, especially even inside the community. I, I shine a light on some of the things that you do unconsciously, <laughs> right? I gave you some, t- not tips, but just to shine a light on it. And it was like, you were like, wait a minute, I do do that. I do. <laughs> but it, but that just shows that you create an environment for people to really, truly feel safe. Yeah. And I'm, they are able to share so much. And I just want to say that publicly that that was just, it's amazing to watch. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and I, I really appreciate that feedback. And, and for those listening, you know, it's been a huge journey for me. Uh, thanks, Paula. That's my sister-in-law. Great. Oh, hello. <laughs> from us, uh, is Dave's, my mom or my Dave's sister. sister. Well, Dave's sister? No, my sister-in-law. Oh, okay, 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 good. All right, good. Yeah, or my mom. It's difficult to know because they're yeah. both called the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so thank you. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really nice that you said that, but it's been a real journey for me personally mm. to get to be able to create that safe space for people um, because it's, it's such an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I felt that we are in a world where people don't create the safe space um, to have open and honest conversations and and to be able to do the deep work mm-hmm. um, on themselves because we're either too busy or people have different agendas, you know? True. And, True. Um, and it, you know, that lack of safe space was really evident when I was working in the corporate world. And I know we talked about this on your show. <clears throat> and when you are in a huge amount of pain, the only way you can really unchain it effectively is to feel safe um, to, to do the unchaining, to do the deep work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And if that safety isn't pre- present, we our amygdala is activated, which is 100%. You know, part of our fight flight response. So, so you'll never be able to unchain the pain um, when when you're in, in, in an escape mode, mm-hmm. um, whatever that mode, you know, that escape mechanism that you choose it to be. And I think it's something that we massively miss in today's society um, to to allow people that opportunity to be vulnerable. Um, And often vulnerability is our greatest strength. And I know, Mm -hmm. you know, this show is courtesy of my dad, really, because if I hadn't lost him, um, I'm going to have to hate when this is Uh, Yeah, I was already doing it with my hands. (laughs) I'm like, it's his show there. Yeah, yeah, if I hadn't hadn't lost him and had to go through the unchaining my own pain, um, this show wouldn't be here. So... Mm -hmm. Super he's no, he's watching. He's watching. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, yeah. That's a not to get obviously personal. I just wanted to 
Shana Lytle, and this is not as easy as it looks. You know, I mean, people, there's a lot of misconceptions of why to start a show. Should I start a show? It takes a lot of courage. I mean, this is a different way for people that have been around you to, for you to display your talents and skills and really show what you're all about. And you're really here. I think that podcasting and the way that a show needs to be distributed, it is different for every single person and every outcome that you're looking for. And there's a driving factor behind everything. And for yourself, it was your father of Mm -hmm. going through that. And that's how I feel about what I particularly do for a living, and especially even in this entity of Winject Studios, I, I see things in people that they typically don't see. And that's one of my superpowers is seeing potential in individuals mm. and knowing what's available on the outside of that, if they're willing to go through that pain. Yeah. And that was something that I was holding on to for a very long time because I felt that I was good enough to even still go through it and go through my day. And that 10% part of me, I was holding on to because I wasn't ready to address it yet. Yeah. And, yeah. A, and just like this, I think it's a way for you to still go through your healing process because if you're never mm. healed, it's a healing process every day, yeah. just like everything else. So you going, you actually working through the show and, and really helping people through their stories, their mm. perspectives, when they see what the way they see the world isn't the way that particularly you see the world. Everybody has a different perspective and everyone has different talents and skills. And that's what's so great about especially this show, not just any show out there that you're giving them a different way of looking at their situation. And they go, wait a minute, because I'm going to be honest with you. When I listen to shows, I don't listen for what they're saying. I'm listening for different, maybe even some of the cues that people don't normally pick up on. And I think that we've discovered this through some of the episodes. I watched every single one that there's a lot of unresolved trauma absolutely there still, is. Yeah, you can hear it you can hear it and, and of course this is where we go i instantly go to compassion <laughs> with it and i because i can't hold on to that and i'm watching the clips and i'm watching the episodes because <clears throat> that's my job as the executive producer to figure out how do we distribute this the right way i mean this this person needs to go in front of this one this person needs to go in. it's very it's it's <laughs> there's a lot of thought process that comes behind this and there's a lot mm-hmm. of even through these 12 episodes and there's so many more that we already have coming up and I'm so excited for what's going to happen. Me too. There's some amazing, amazing stories. But anyways, <laughs> but I just wanted to obviously start it off with that. And I don't know how much time I don't have anything behind us for a little while. So we're good to go. But yeah, the first <laughs> we talked about Jess Lee, Jess Lee, another example. I personally, I met Jess Lee about two years ago Yeah, and we met just in passing. Um, my staff was looking for guests mm-hmm. for season three of the Win Win Effect. And it was the first season outside of the deal that I brokered for obviously the trade schools in America of teaching people the methodology of what I do. And they reached out and we got in contact. And then I met, it's like when you, you ever, you met people, right? And then you go and the energies meet and you're like, whoa, this person's been through a lot. Yeah. She's and they, she didn't even guy. tell me. And yeah. I felt it because yeah. commonality, right? I mean, obviously, if someone's been through a lot of trauma, then you can pick up on that pretty quickly. 
and her story and her episode when we recorded it it was only audio it was so deep i'm not did you listen to that episode it was so deep i I did i think i listened to it yeah it was really good it was such a great story and then of course and then that's how another thing the idea came up with windjet it popped in my head of of people trying to hurt her in the music industry and trying to get her to conform and then dye her hair and wear skippy clothing. And it's not about her morals and what she's trying to accomplish and not what she wants to do. And that's kind of goes back to this. And then her story was so, it's so deep, yeah. especially if even her, like the very, she came in hot right from the beginning of her perspective of what optimal brain health means. That's yeah, a she great did. opening question she was on fire on fire i was like whoa here we go because you know like me personally it was kind of like an accomplishment of myself because i match made it i was like yes i can't wait for this to happen <laughs> and do you know what i really loved about that show is that her and we see this a lot across many of the episodes but hers is particularly um shone the light on it is the fact that her escape mechanism from the trauma yeah. has become her superpower. Mm-hmm. And and she's re- you know, she's really taken that experience and, and I can talk um many people um such as Charlie Smith and, and oh Chris Parsons, their escape became their their superpower to become the success they are today, um, or one of their escape mechanisms anyway. And she's just such a phenomenal voice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and such a phenomenal mission beyond just her voice. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think is so powerful about her story is the fact that she's taken that experience and mm-hmm. she's she's reflected this in some of her songs as well. She has. She? You should hear yeah. some of the new ones coming out, going to be coming yeah. out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And oh her voice gosh. is like she's like for me she's the she probably hate me for saying this maybe <laughs> but for me she's the Beyonce of of country. Oh, she would love that compliment, and I would actually agree with that. You know, it's she's got one of those voices. You can literally feel her emotion. Absolutely, yeah. And it's polarizing. Like I just Lee, um, obviously manager, I'm in boyfriend, Steve Virginia is also my manager mm-hmm. and her show, the Jess Lee road show broke over 4 million downloads in a first season just for a little bit to know, but that's how all this came about. But she, Steve was saying she's bigger than country music. And I was a hundred percent agreement with that. She's genreless. She's truly yeah, yeah. genreless. She yeah. could sing any song, but she, I think what is her superpower, she needs to be emotionally connected to that song. Mm-hmm. And it makes yeah. her powerful. Yeah. So shout out to and- Jess Lee. Love you. Merry Christmas <laughs> to her family. They're all in Florida right now. But yeah, I can't, so can't <laughs> wait for the, obviously, what's to come of the beautiful yeah. Jess Lee. Yeah. yeah. And I really am excited for her future based on, you know, what she's already accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to her mom as well. Her mom is so powerful so powerful like her whole her whole family that they're multi she's multifaceted and you can tell if you just spend the time and invest the time yeah. to really get a gauge of her energy and you see that she has the capacity to take it anywhere you want to take it yeah. and do you know what also is really poignant about the show uh, that particular episode is she she's really 
done the deep work on herself. Yes, she had to. You she know, had no you choice. Can tell it in a voice. You can tell it in a passion. You can tell it in the power that she has. She's truly unchained her pain, mm-hmm. um, or seems to have unchained her pain, um, and and is really. We sometimes call it post-traumatic growth. If she's mm, leveraged the like trauma and, and 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 turned it on its head and, and used it to, to propel her forward and and to achieve uh, something extraordinary, um, <clears throat> despite what's happened or or because of what's happened, depending on what way you want to look at it. I don't know if you would agree with this, but I was thinking about this. I think it was like two days ago. You know, tend to reflect on your life towards the end of the week and when your things start slowing down when you're not getting hit from every direction, no demand in business. Right. But <laughs> I was thinking about when it comes to unresolved trauma and things that you continue to keep discovering. Yeah. Just like as a healing process. And I think that's why they, they say it that way because you're never healed because you're always going to discover something new. Yeah. Like I'm starting to relive certain events that have happened in my life and looking at it in a different perspective than the way I've ever seen it before. And that's also just coming through some of the techniques that you've taught me. Yeah. And it's like, whole, oh. and then now there's no emotional charge to that. And I yeah. think that's something that's going to be beautiful to watch with her artistry is that her being able to her. She's a great writer, phenomenal writer. Yeah. Her giving people a different way of looking at the way the world is. Yeah. And she's just like, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you feel about that? Like there's the, the unresolved trauma, but you're, you keep discovering more. Would you, you do. Agree? Yeah. And it depends on how the trauma is encoded in your mind. Okay. So, so sometimes you can unlock it. Uh, you know, it, if you think of trauma like a tree, um, and the seed can get planted early on in life or it can get pl- at any time in your life, but let's mm-hmm. just say it's planted early on. And then that tree grows and, and it grows branches. And so if you tap into one of the branches of the tree, then you, you can end up tracing its line back to the root to the root of the tree. That's powerful. I like that analogy. Are you yeah. And you, I think that's another thing, a reason why I love what you do. You use a lot of analogies. <laughs> And I love that because it gives them a, you get, it takes the emotion out of it. Yeah. Of the point of view conversation. Because if you're stuck on a point of view conversation and if you don't use an analogy, they're now could, they feel like you're convincing them of something. Yeah. So that's another thing that where you yeah. do it unconsciously, you don't realize you do it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's so important because I've got, you know, I've come from a physics background and yes. not many people understand physics. So you have to break it down into things that people, can understand you know and I often use analogies because otherwise everything just goes straight over oh, yeah yeah right yeah. <laughs> to kind um, of catch it they're like what what was that I, I like to do that in speeches <laughs> yeah when I'm when I'm actually speaking in front of you know audiences I like to do things like that and, and drop it on one side of the room and then come back and then I'll see them catch it and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> So t- talking about analogies and sort of simplicity, mm. I think one one of the things I've really enjoyed on the show is is leveraging the framework that we use to kind of tease out the five pillars of brain health. Mm. So this is the framework I use within my coaching um, and within the Wellbeing Academy, the Wellbeing Warrior Academy is 
is we look at the five pillars of brain health, which is remembered by the mnemonic facts. Yes. Um, and uh, facts, and um, you, you and me, military, or your ex-military, is we always need good, easy mnemonics to remember because mm-hmm. otherwise it's difficult, isn't it? So, so facts stands for feelings. F is for feelings. A is for actions. C is for connections to ourselves and to others. T is for thoughts, and S is for surroundings. And those five pillars are really like fundamentals that help us yes. optimize our brain health. And if you haven't got control of all of those and or awareness of all of those, then you can't truly optimize your unique brain because if one's missing then you are missing that opportunity for, right for, for optimization and it's really what i found really interesting is to see how they show up how these five pillars really show up in people's lives and particularly mm-hmm. in the con- context of trauma unresolved trauma and how you know our surroundings can trigger trauma um, because we we are not separate from our surroundings, our brain is shaped by our surroundings, and that's hundred percent. Um, and so, it, you know, what you talked about sometimes things come up from our past. Well, sometimes they can come up because a smell or or a sight or a sound or or a particular piece of furniture, whatever it may be, has triggered that memory from our past. That perhaps because we had such a cluttered mind previously or emotionally charged mind. We were blind to see it, but mm. now we can see it, which gives us access to memories that perhaps That's interesting. Were... That actually, that's a very interesting perspective when it comes to your surroundings. Me knowing what I know now through investigating those that part in times in my life, I would be mm-hmm. very curious to go back home mm-hmm. next time. And I haven't been back home you know, obviously COVID and all this other personal reasons and me being in the UK, but going back in those type of surroundings and seeing what I've done now and obviously going through and, and just the healing process and going back to those surroundings. And I'm pretty sure a slew of things will come up. Mm-hmm. Just um, because and we of find that with people recovering from trauma is that, you know, when you have trauma encoded, your your mind encodes a vast volume of information. Too much, yes, floods. But, but the information that really initiates the trigger can be the thing that you totally focused on. So, so if you were focused in the foreground, so if you like, you're looking at me. If I triggered you, you you would you would that would be your primary activation. But also in the background, you know, behind me, I've got cushions and bookshelves mm-hmm. and stuff. So whilst you can remove, you know, the trigger of me associated with the experience, if you haven't taken the time to remove the background triggers as well, Mm. then those things can come into your vision when you recall the experience. 100%. It's like looking at an outer body experience. Yeah. Because like the only thing you can, the only thing I can see right now of you is your frame. Mm Mm-hmm. If I turned your frame, now I'm looking at something else and it might change the whole equation. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's easy to, you know, people don't understand trauma enough mm-hmm. to appreciate that it's really important to to acknowledge everything that the person experiences. You know, people with tics often, uh, uh, they have tics as a result of a past trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and so many markers. Be, 
Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you can help people remove that by doing the, offering the right therapy that targets the particular trauma. And that's what the technique, you know, we've used um, emotional mindset management approach that you've done with me, which combines havening with other other techniques is to is to make sure that people remove the whole aspect of that trauma and focus it particularly on that on that key event or or experience if it if it's been enduring right one thing that um it's another person you interviewed is actually my personal trainer nazi katoon oh yeah when, when we when she started very first like working with me i mean um just to give a little bit people a little bit more context i've sacrifice my health for my wealth at, at some at one point in my life uh-huh. and just because i was focusing on dialed in and i couldn't work out the way that i used to work out obviously that's being prior military you would understand what i'm talking about yeah. through previous injuries that i had and that occurred in my life and i couldn't work out that way anymore and it was so frustrating and you, i got to a point you know four years ago i quit i was like out oh, the hell with it you know, and then I started eating like crap. And then <laughs> anyways, but I needed a trainer to teach me a different way. And that's something that she applies is the neurochemistry, the neuroscience, obviously with focusing on you first, like yeah. self-love. And I, that she's a huge advocate of self-love. And mm. I love that where she's helped, you know, she's, I'm telling you, she's a diamond in a rough where, I mean, even the celebrity trainer episode two, Mark Jenkins, Mark Jenkins. Yeah, he's worked with P. Diddy. You see how I'm doing? I can't even know how I'm doing this. Beyonce, uh, Genuine, remember the, not Genuine, um, D'Angelo, the video yeah. back in 90 something where his big breakout, he was the yeah. guy that obviously helped mold that body. Okay. Yeah. He's been involved with just pretty much anybody. Buster Rhymes, lips goes down. Yeah. He's been around some pretty predominant individuals. And when he met Nausea for the first time virtually, he was like, whoa, she's big. She's got a live today with uh, Mark Jenkins at 2 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, GMT. But that's going to be a one to watch, Winjik Studios. Make sure you do that. And see my little plugs? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at this. But when you when she was working with me at the beginning, did a consultation, and she did a thing on my shoulders. And it was funny. It was right after we were doing work on Havening. Yeah. And I was standing straight up. And I have dislocated my right shoulder a few times playing uh-huh. sports back in the day. Yeah. But I was, there was a, I was tilted on my right side just uh-huh. a little bit. And she picked up on that so mad at marker, but her being exposed to so many different types of a wide variety of clients, men yeah. and women, she picked up on it. And then she started asking questions, not that, Hey, what happened to your shoulder? She was like, well, that's the injury. That's the excuse that you're telling yourself or what happened. But what are you holding on to? Yeah. And I was like, shit, <laughs> excuse my language. And we do, well, we do yeah. And now it's gone. Now it's gone. And my, and the weight, and when <laughs> I was holding on to things and the weight, all, everything that I was holding on to just fell right off me. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's mad, isn't Powerful. it? And I, I think, you know, people don't take the time to make the connection between the physical pain that mm-hmm. they're, they're experiencing to the emotional pain that they've still got stored in, in their in their mind. And there is a huge connection. And, and you know, Dr. Gabor Mate talks a lot about this is when when the body says no is his book is is how we we hold on to trauma hundred percent in our bodies because 
our minds don't have the capacity to hold it so they just they store it elsewhere and and i know this from personal experience from um having a c-section as as well um um and i won't go into that but basically the the trauma was you know is stored where the where the cut happens um, mm -hmm. and also is linked back to my mind as well and so a lot of chronic pain that people experience is believed to be a result of unresolved psychological. I would one hundred percent agree with this. Um, hundred percent. And so the drugs don't always work because it's no. it's not targeting the actual area of pain. And we know from you know from the work I do, a lot of people and you um, you know you you know from firsthand is that when you let go of the emotional burden that you're carrying with you, it's like taking up a, off a rucksack. No, so it, it, that's the analogy you used, but I said something carrying. else, but we're not going to use it with the words that I used. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. it's really, I think it's really important. And, med, you know, traditional medical science or medicine, tradition, the traditional approaches are not enough it's not to enough. help people unchain their pain because they're very much focused on, the expression of pain rather than the root cause of the pain. That's something that I did not do well with is therapy, like mm -hmm. vocal. And for personal reasons, I think it's because of all the things that we know now today and all the work I've done with people and in companies mm -hmm. and the people that I've been exposed to, they were giving me this like Sunday school stuff. And I say Sunday school and just to let everyone know is, just like the bull crap answers, like, and, and they didn't really give me any solutions. They just wanted me to talk about the problem. I'm like, I already, that's the end result. Like, I don't, I and need solutions. You don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I didn't want to. It was very forced. Yeah. I feel like I was on a first date. It was weird. It was like, so let's talk about all the bad shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I really don't I, want to talk about it. I really don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, and then I walked out of here and I was like, and then I feel horrible. Now I'm in, yeah. in depression because yeah. I, I didn't like it. So that for me, Havening was the spot, you know, that was yeah. the, the, one of the key pivotal things that it have I've experienced in 2021 that I thought that I was actually on a really good path and I've put in a lot of work in the last two years, but that's yeah. something that just put some rocket fuel behind it. And just to kind of go back to what you're saying with the pharmaceutical sales, well, we're in the UK. Well, I've been, obviously I'm American and that's a hard push in America is pharmaceutical sales. They don't have infomercials here like they do in the States. Yeah. But if you're up late in the States, I, you're going to, if you're watching TV, you you're going to get hit with so much infomercials about if you ever experienced blah, 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 blah. If you ever experienced blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. And they're just pushing pharmaceutical stuff. And then, mm -hmm. and of course these dot, and this is a whole other topic. But the doctors, they get paid through, obviously, these distributors of these pharmaceutical companies to push their product. Mm. Um, it's a great movie. It's called Lore, um, Love and Drugs or whatever it's mm. called with Jake Dillenhall. If you watch that movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. No, I haven't watched it, but I will. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. And they're really – his job as a salesperson is to push to pharmaceutical sales. Mm. He was the guy behind um, the breakout of um, Viagra. Mm. And pushing that, I think it's, it's a filter. I can't remember what it's called, but whatever the company is, I can't remember it in the movie, but it's a pretty good story. Of course, they tied into a love part of the movie to make it mm -hmm. more 
obviously easier for people to consume. Mm -hmm. But if that's a hard push for people, because of what typically happens when someone has a lot of trauma and unresolved things, they what depression would how to get to the depression is suppressed emotions and they're mm -hmm. suppressing these emotions that lead to depression and uncomfortable feelings. And they give them something else to mask it by a pill to make them feel happy. And then when the pill wears off, they obviously at nighttime or mm -hmm. however the prescription is and whatever the, the side effects of that drug to your particular body, cause your own, your special unique, your own mm -hmm. little way, you pick up alcohol or you pick up drugs or you pick up something else or run away. It's just teach. It's just fueling the fire. Yeah. And you know, opinion. it's even worse than that because the drugs actually change the chemistry in your yes. brain. Yes. Yes. That's funny so point. You, you, you have it as a cell, you know, and the drugs have a place to help people over a hump. Um, but it's to help people over a hump whilst they get the right training mm in place it's like taking paracetamol you know or tylenol if, if from a yeah, yeah, yeah. Perspective. i know what it is now you, you but yeah tylenol, i was like what is that <laughs> that's what the very you first take time tylenol yeah, or paracetamol. Yeah. let's take the analogy because we love analogies if you've cut your if you've cut your knee you'll take it because it hurts okay <laughs> so i'll give i would give lily paracetamol tylenol if she's in pain with her knee because she's fallen over and grazed it but I don't give it to her all the time and That's keep it point. going because her body can do the healing. And the same principle applies to your mind. But we forget that is that we have the power to do the healing. And what's happened is is the is the drugs companies and I'm going to use the word drugs ha have almost got to a point where people have become brainwashed. Yes. That the only solution is drugs. And the, and and the consequence of that is that people have having their own personal power taken away from them when they have the power to do the healing. Uh, but you have to do the deep work. And we talked about this with Jess Lee. You have to do the deep work in order to do the healing. You can't just put a Band-Aid over a over a gaping wound. And expect no, it's not going to work. You, you have to do, you have to get the right support. So you have to get a surgeon, you know, to sew you up. So you have to get the right specialist to help you. But the, the healing is what you do. You know, mm -hmm. the, the surgeon doesn't stay with you all, all the time. Uh, no, uh, at and, all. And, you know, and make all of the, all of the, all of the blood cells and all, all of the platelets and everything that allows your knee to heal. You do the healing. And right. the same principle applies with psychological trauma is we all have the power to heal, but we've got to allow people to tap into that superpower and use drugs appropriately to help people get over that hump. What what I find really tragic um, for is when people become dependent on a drug uh, as a crutch for them. Yeah because they haven't been given the appropriate therapy to allow them to do the deep work on themselves and, and to be able to do the healing for themselves. And, you know, there's lots and lots of different types of, of coaching and therapy. And I, I prefer coaching personally, um, but there's lots of different types of support out there for people beyond simply um, prescription 
mm -hmm. uh, approach. And the same, you know, this isn't just about this. This issue isn't just about trauma. We can apply the same situation that, uh, to COVID that we have yes, now. Yes, hundred percent. Man, did you watch it? I, I don't watch the news, but I watch some of. The, I obviously see Twitter. And yeah, some of the memes of Boris Johnson right now is like hilarious. I was dying. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, vaccination is is the first fix. Same as we talked about is, a you know, is using um, uh, paracetamol or Tylenol. But it's not the only solution. No. And, and the long, you know, the people that heal are the people that where their immune systems can do the healing. But the vaccination is just there to support your immune system but it's your immune system that's responsible for doing the healing and there are many many steps beyond just the first step so I've got 10 in my latest blog that people can take to boost their immune system and they're all within our power to do but there's very little education that's being put that's out not how there. they make money though that's why well that, and that's tragic, <laughs> isn't it because you know, pe people are people are dying and we've got the power to educate people to heal them and to make a healthier, happier, you know, nation or or, or race, if you want to look at it from a global perspective. But there's very little desire to do that. Which right. is, there's which so many things really... I want to say right now. And we're I know that we're on a live because <laughs> this is exactly the reason why public figures or people in you know, that I'm not certain trying to say that I have a, a predominant individual, but you have major celebrities out there scared to say something because they're going to have to now go through a smear campaign by all these other companies. They're going to push the media and change the narrative on what, what's wrong with them. You've seen it, right? You've seen it what happened with Joe Rogan and you've yeah. seen it happen with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks ever to play. And he mentioned something else, him taking certain, then they go through a smear campaign of what's not being controlled by the media. And I think that's why another reason why this show is needed to educate people in a different perspective, not to talk crap about these other companies. I Who cares? I don't care about mm -hmm. the government. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do in the first mm -hmm. place. Let's be real. It doesn't really matter to me. What I'm here to do is I need to control me first. And mm -hmm. this is where obviously people tend to forget. They focus on everybody else first. Mm -hmm. you're first. It's like you're going down in a plane. The guy, like the mask comes down. You got to put on you first. Yeah, exactly. And then educate yourself on what feels right. If you listen to your gut, your intuition will tell you everything. Mm. This doesn't feel right. If it doesn't feel right, it's good chance it's not. So yeah. whatever was going to work for you, some other people, they might have allergies. They might have whatever they, they can't. They don't have a strong immune system. I was luckily in a good situation where I do have a good, a real solid foundation of a great immune system mm. because I take the vitamin D. I take my, I take my fish oil. I take, I take all my obviously vitamins and, and do the right things. And then most importantly, I'm feeding my brain the right information. Mm. And a lot of people don't, they don't take the time to do that. I don't, they're, pro-vaccine or anti-vax it doesn't matter to me what where you stand but if you're anti-vaccine like what are you taking right now pre like yeah doing? what are you doing I, I hope they're doing the other nine if, they've, if they're well, not that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying just because they're they're going with whomever they look up to in life yeah. and what their stance 
you know, is you, in on the You know, I always think about this because we, we kind of think we're invincible, don't we? So, oh, yeah. I mean, I used to think I was invincible. If you ever watch Goldeneye where the guy, you know, is in the yeah, in the like bunker it. and he's got his pen and then he stand, he's sticking this pen. It's actually um, it's actually a little bomb that, that 007 has and, it, it, and he's one of the... Okay, wait, this is a great question to ask. What's your favorite um, James Bond? Oh, gosh. Which one? Pierre, is it Bronson? Hmm? Thunderbolt. Oh, which is the fake? My um, yeah. Which one? Sean Connery's Sean Connery. Yeah, me too. I like Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. That well, was my first chance I've ever asked a British person. Picks, <laughs> isn't it? But um, yeah. Anyway, the guy stands up. He says, oh, "I'm invincible," and then everything explodes. And and we kind of think. I used to think I was invincible. You know, I was re really fit. Didn't didn't think about the steps that I could take to it to really improve my health and well-being until I crashed mm. uh, wait a minute I'm not it. invisible I've and had that kind of, I've had that moment in life and exactly. wait a minute I'm vulnerable. yeah like oh okay I can yeah. die <laughs> yeah. okay and we're all vulnerable right yeah. we all are vulnerable um mm. but we just don't if we don't take the time to acknowledge where those vulnerabilities are and work on them. I think so that's I think that's something like. not to cut you off. I think that's something when Charlie Smith, great friend of mine, I love him oh, to death. Yeah. I love him so much. And Charlie, if you're watching this, man, I just got he's one of the top five people in my life that I always end up receiving a message. I swear he's got my I swear he's got my head on a watch somewhere, or like alarm. Like if I'm having a bad day, I get a no sure shit. I message from Charlie Smith, little voice note. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know, bro? But I love him to death. He's such a phenomenal human being inside and out. Um, he's He actually owns a a real um, rehab center for does, yeah. people, obviously. But that's not what he's... He's pretty predominant individual, obviously, commercial real estate. He still does a, a phenomenally. Yeah. Um, he's got his own show. I was on his. I think you've been on his yeah. as well. Yeah, um, Overcome Out Loud. Oh, man, that's a great show. That's a great show. <laughs> um, he's connected to, obviously, my friends, obviously, with uh, Mike Diamond and Meltzer and all these great guys. And they're just phenomenal people inside and out. Just they're trying to, you know, impact, you know, a billion lives and they're going to do it. Mm. And just like, sharing my a goal this, this coming year is 10 million, just to let you know. <laughs> okay. Well, now, of course, it's like, okay, Chris, you got to make sure this happens. But that we haven't even um, – I was actually on a call with Alpha Hippie Tribe. Have you met them yet? I, they're phenomenal. No, you got to meet them. I know um, who they are, but yeah. Oh, yeah, phenomenal people. And they're actually the men's uh, membership for our phenomenal community. And we mm -hmm. actually had a call yesterday. I was showing numbers to the website, the analytics and views. Mm-hmm. Zero, we haven't done any marketing yet because I we did it the right way. It's, we're not in a rush. So we were mm -hmm. waiting to get everything in line to all the shows coming out, the right way of obviously doing mm -hmm. the marketing. And then we turn it on. We had over 96,000 96, views last month and 30 days on the website. And we haven't done any marketing. Mm -hmm. Zero. Zilch. Mm -hmm. And what they were talking about was like, man, this is great. And he goes, I didn't think about Chris, when you were putting all this together, and I was like, no, I very methodically picked and hand-selected the shows and the official partners because I felt that I felt not like wanted. I felt 
that that was a missing ingredient and a piece to what people would need. Mm. And that's what, you know, obviously what you've done, you know, got Mark Jenkins. Um, can we talk about Amy? Miss oh, Amy. Amy. Oh my Amy gosh. Can we talk good. about this show? That was, woo. that show yeah. got me. Yeah. That show got me. Yeah. So Amy Kardashian, I met her in, in Las Vegas a couple of years ago, just before I fell pregnant with Lily. And she has a Empowering Humanity TV show out there. And she, ha I had no idea of her story. You know, when you meet her, you would, you would never believe the trauma she's been through. Mm. But she, she went uh, through uh, 14 or 17 years of the Lebanese war. Um, Internal wars too. Yeah, it was, that was just a hard so one to listen to. Trauma, um, you know, from the outset, losing her brother um, to, 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 um, sexual abuse to to um, you know physical and emotional abuse in the in the places that she was forced to go to school at just because of money constraints uh, and she she just shone a light on mm. on the having hope you know she she a bit like um, a bit like um, Gosh, his name's just popped out of my head. Frankel, who um, who talks about the concentration camp, man's search for me. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and she she just sees. Uh, I mean, she defines hope as having open possibilities every day, and and her story is so compassionate about her experience and uh, experiences that she's had. Because she looks for the lesson in it uh, and looks for the strength in in that in that experience, whatever it whatever it is. And she, my goodness, she 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 have a lot. She was a you know a child bride at fourteen and uh, and yeah. gave birth with baby very young. Um, and it's just a phenomenal story of of hope, really. That there is always a way out of the darkness. You've just mm -hmm. got to. And and she, you know, it's called Tears of Hope because yeah. my goodness, did she do a lot of 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 crying, you know? But crying for for gratitude of her, yeah, different perspective. You, you, I think the biggest um, point of that particular interview was when she was sitting on the bench, yeah, and she was talking the way that she was talking to God. I was like, what? And I haven't. We can't obviously see with the frame, but I have a pretty like a couple different monitors, but I have a TV on this side and mm -hmm. I watch interviews like especially with that's what makes me effective mm -hmm. in what I do with all the shows that we have. Mm -hmm. I watch every single one, but I'm not really fo focusing on the show. And the reason why I do that because I'm going to watch it when it comes out anyway, but I want to see where something jumps out at me and I write it down and I come back to it just my way. Mm -hmm. But that part, my tension from what I was working on went from that to watching that. And I rewinded it a couple times to watch her facial expressions and her eyes. Ooh, I was like, Ooh, when this one hits. And that was one of the biggest ones when it jumped up and then Samantha Duran's, I mean, there's yeah. a laundry list of obviously, and I don't, how conscious are we on time? 
and I don't have like I'm getting good. I'm just I'm all right. This is what typically happens, ladies and gentlemen, just for those who are watching this or listening to this. This is what happens when we have our normal conversations each week. Like we do we don't get any work done. We we just have conversations. <laughs> we never get anything done. <laughs> my thank God to shout out to my staff. Obviously, the staff with Winjet. They they do a pretty good job. <laughs> No, I think her, her episode is very poignant. And, um, you know, when you talked about Charlie Smith as well, his one yeah. as well, um, you know, you can tell it, it was just so tough for him um, from, from the experience he had with his dad. Um, he shared a different, he shared a different, a little bit more with you than he has on other shows. Obviously, I know him personally. Mm. And I've watched him on other shows. And I said, so you support your friends. Mm. You support the people that you, mm. you know, have affection for and you want to see them win. And it's one of my, you know, I feel that it's one of my superpowers. I really just want people to win. Yeah. And that when you make that shift in your mind and you live not just an abundant, you don't have an abundant mindset. You have an abundant lifestyle because you live, breathe and eat and sleep mm-hmm. that. And then you align to people that share those core values. And you're, of course, you tend to support each other. And yeah. I've watched him on other shows. Even when I've interviewed him, there are certain things you pulled out of him and he was willing to share. And he's not, he's an emotional guy in a good way because mm. he's given himself permission to feel. Yeah. And I think that's so important that we don't do that often enough ourselves is, is every motion is valid. You know, at the start of this show, I started crying because I was talking about my dad. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, and okay. it's, it's good to cry. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it's being okay with it and not being in it. We feel like you have to put on those masks and people hiding behind that shit. Yeah. I, when I, when this show, what my show, the win-win effect, when I started seeing not even just the astronomical results, but more ambassadorship with people tuning in is when I started really showing and sharing some of the things that if I've experienced in life through the interviews of me dropping it in the conversations and then wanting to share more, wanting me to share more. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I didn't have podcasting Dr. Ruth during this pandemic or whatever, whatever the situation is, I don't think that I would be where I'm at right now. Like if you notice with, you know, and this, that's one thing I'm, I'm really going to be really excited about watching this show take shape mm. and the different types of guests that you're coming on. It, it's, you start seeing the growth through the interviews mm. and the different types of people that you're attracting into the show based on the interviews that you're actually having. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it, it's been, you know, for me, it's been a journey. I know it wasn't really on my radar. You're like, I don't want, I don't know, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and I was really, ner- I was really nervous because, you know, I, we all have internal self-talk and mine's not always that positive. And I know, you know, we always have to, it's a constant work and a battle sometimes to, to tell ourselves that we are enough. And, yeah. um, and I thought, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough to do this as a, as a show host. Because mm-hmm. I like I like doing it. No, I hated it two years ago. Um, I like going on shows, but I'm, 
I didn't think I had it in me to to interview people. But uh, how wrong was I? <laughs> uh, you're pretty wrong. The mar- I mean, the market's telling you. That's for sure. I mean, people, even, you know, even my mom, we watched um, the Karen Wright episode. Oh, Karen. Oh, my, my gosh. Well, if you I want mean, a tearjerker that just... day, oh, my goodness gracious. And it, it can be, <laughs> not to, I hope Karen's not watching this and take offense to what I'm saying. She's got such a great voice. And a bright voice, you know, it, yeah. great, it makes you smile inside. Yeah. That you, the some of the things that she was saying, it would actually help <laughs> in the interview because it was so horrible. And, you know, just like, I mean, she had a loss of her daughter, I believe. She lost her daughter and who, who died suddenly um, running uh, on a, a running race. Um, because of a, a, a transplant she had fitted to, ha- mm. to help manage her her, uh, her brain health struggles as yeah. uh, epilepsy. That interview meant a lot to me because I was able to share it with my mother. And for those who don't know my personal story, I lost my older sister um, when I was 17 and she was mentally handicapped and a lot of challenges, a lot of stuff. And my mom obviously, and my dad had to experience that losing a child, but then also in a different perspective of losing a child when she was suffering so much in this world. Mm. And I shared that interview and my mom said something and it came back with, and then what really helped me is of course I'm going to look for where I connect with the story was when she was having a conversation with her other child. Mm. And man, cause I, that's, that's what podcasting is doing for people. If I had would have had that back in 97 or 98, I didn't know I was in adolescence. I didn't understand my emotions anyway. Mm. And what, where I, I felt like I had to be there for my younger sister and my dad was there for my mom and just me not getting in trouble or me doing whatever I want to do. I went to the military to run away. I was started mm-hmm. that, that started me on my spiral out. And all I was doing was just running away from emotion. Because I didn't mm-hmm. want to feel Which that. you couldn't escape because it was inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't see it. But when she was talking about that with her child, the the one that yeah. um, you go through survivor's guilt and that, man, that episode is just. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I think it was really hard because her, her relationship with the family dynamic was really destructive at the time. Yes. So the children weren't given the opportunity to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they, when that, when the guard came down, um, and they were allowed to express their emotions and the pain and the suffering and, you know, the, the sadness and everything. It, it allowed them that opportunity. And I think, you know, this is this is not something that is result. You know, we're not over this, you know, this desire for people to shut themselves down. There's still this perception in the world that that's the way that you you get on with life is you keep calm and carry on. But actually keeping calm on the surface is you've got a swan you know it's like a swan but their legs are going frantically underneath and mm-hmm. eventually they run out of energy <laughs> yeah you just don't and, and the collapse mm-hmm. you know um and they might look beautiful on the surface but my goodness is you know there's a lot of of work going on underneath you know in the mind in terms of the pain and we need to allow people that opportunity to that safe haven for people to unchain their pain. There was an interview, well, not an interview, there's a commercial by Chick-fil-A. And I know mm. that 
do you know the company? You've been in the States quite a few times. I have. Um, I, I probably would do if I looked at it on the internet. <laughs> so shout out Chick-fil-A. Um, love you guys. Uh, I miss you. <laughs> Come to the UK, please. Um, <laughs> there was a phenomenal commercial. It talked about everyone has a story. I'll, let me write this down. This If I send you this, yeah, you're going to lose it. But the commercial was talking about everyone has a story, but no one really takes the time to really understand what people are going through. Yeah. There's all someone is right now is having another human experience. We're just divine spirit. Um, just a quote to, I think it was Fallon Jordan, another oh, great yeah. episode. Um, she works with a Dr. Amy clinic. She's just phenomenal person. She, um, yeah. She's amazing. I've, I've, I don't know any of these people other than the ones that I've in obviously obviously worked with in the past. And I love these people. I was like, wow, this is great. I can't wait to connect once I start getting out this busy life. But <laughs> she, we're just, divine spirit just having a human experience yeah. and it's so true if you look at it that way yeah, yeah. so true and, and you know we're only on this planet for a short very very short minutia period of time there's only three uh, or four there's only about three generations ending. yeah there's only three <laughs> generations not to cut you off there's only three like two to three generations depending on the level of impact on what you leave the world yeah that they're going to remember yeah yeah. So think about that for a second. We're not that important, but yeah. we're important to ourselves. We're supposed to be. So stop living life and being in a counter reactive mode. Yeah. And at some point in our lives, we can form. Yeah. And, it, and if you're lucky, you get an opportunity to wake up. Yeah. And, you know, some people, you know, if, we, if we're talking about guests coming up, you know, Eric P. Mm. Granger, who's, who's, who's putting... Oh, that was great one. I watched that one too. The early access... putting Amy Kardashian's um, book, Tears of Hope, into a movie. He, he, deci he decided, um, you know, later on in his life that he... He wanted to do something that he was really passionate and, and was fulfilled his purpose... And that was driven by his constraints that he was having from a physical perspective, allowing him to then, you know, leverage his his cognitive or, or mental capacity mm -hmm. um, to, to thrive and has won phenomenal awards yeah, at the yeah. Cannes Film Festival and all sorts. And I think, you know, that's a real testament to the importance of us living you know with towards our core values and living passionately and doing things that doing things that we're passionate about and doing things purposefully because our life is so short hmm. um and this is really connecting with your core so that's one of the one of the five pillars that the third pillar connection it is really making sure that the time we do have we use it in a really constructive, not destructive way, and, and you know, my dad had the opportunity. He, he he had a really lovely life. My dad, uh, uh, you know, brought up wonderful children, grandchildren, and, and so on, and also, you know, loved his life as an engineer, um, and loved doing doing the, the the writing of Peter Pixie stories, which mm. which he's an entertainer did. too. Yeah, it was, and a real and honestly, those pictures mustn't be published, does it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was a real entertainer, you know, in amateur dramatics, and uh, and perhaps that's where I've got some of my lack of fear from in terms mm. of going on camera. And um, so, 
yeah, I think it's just important that we live our life, you know, uh, and and live it. Mm-hmm. You can eat. It's even so, like with you having a show now, and this actually brings to a good question. You having a show now, do you feel that it's giving you a chance to discover more about what you really truly do with people? Uh, honestly, Chris, I have I had no idea the shift that would happen in me. Hmm. Personally, um, I was talking to my husband about this recently. Is is the uh, I always been um, fearful of connecting with people because of my yeah. past trauma because I didn't trust people, um, and all of those barriers have really dropped now in the mm-hmm. show. And and also the I've never I'm not afraid to just be me on the yeah. show. And I think I've had a fear of showing up as me because of things that people have said in the past that I've played over and over in my mind again and again. It's easy to do. I've done the same. Be careful what you listen to, including your own thoughts. And uh, it's, it's, it's been brilliant. Honestly, it's been, it's been the best decision um, I made this year, I would say in terms of, of personal growth um, because because I've had to get out of my comfort zone um, and, and really listen to people mm. in a, in the way that I do with my clients in a in a very um, compassionate, calming way, and that, that's how I want to show up. Mm-hmm. And it's just been it's just been brilliant, and and it's what's been wonderful is the fact that it's opened the opportunity for more people to be willing to share their story. You know, we have Mike McCarthy. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, award-winning journalist, broadcaster, um, talking about the story of his son. You know, we, we've got um, Louise Carmi, who's an amazing friend talking about her, her struggle with um, her stroke on, on her brain health journey um, Philip McGowan, who's um, Philip Alexander, who who's talking about his his journey as a, a in brain health and depression, um, uh, and we've got lots more doctors lined up coming up. Dr. Cynthia Liebert, who is going to be talking about Alzheimer's disease. You know, there's no that was a big one, yeah. For there's no there's no um, stone that will go unturned on on this show and 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 you know we talked about Fallon earlier and you know Fallon's show was just or episode was really Mm show-stopping in terms of the the journey that she shares of her past trauma experience both from a concussion perspective and also from a um a, a sexual abuse perspective yeah and how that really shaped her her brain the the activity in her brain and and how she was fortunate enough to get the right help the right support which is what we do now Mm -hmm. you know the well-being warrior academy is you know we've got the right specialists behind the academy to help people really right and that's another reason another key driving force behind why this all came about with Winjet and what we're bringing to the marketplace. Mm. What I've essentially done is building a platform that allows people 
to help more people and through also even the exposure. There's some things happening with the website in the back end of this. I know that you've seen some of it, but not all of it. We're getting the last little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. together for the app is going to be coming out in middle of February. Mm -hmm. It'll be launching. So the website will be pretty much potentially a afterthought just for the blog posts and all this other stuff to drive people in. But the app is where it's going to be. And it's a lot of educational services that you have and in, in bridging that gap and giving people an opportunity to really be on a show and not have to sell through a show. I, there's so many shows that I listen to and they spend the first seven minutes or in the last five minutes talking about their services and it disconnects the audience from the conversation that's supposed to be happening. And, you know, and I think, and it's just a Russ Johns. Um, he was, I think it was episode nine. I was looking through my iPad over mm-hmm. here. If you saw my, Eyes going, but I was looking for Russ Johns. He's a community leader of Winject Studios, and he, his story was just whoa. Yeah, um, he, he went through a whole roller whoa, coaster. Whoa, 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 and still got a smile on his face. Yeah, like honest that you know, losing his son, his loss of his job, massive uh, trauma. You know, divorce. He broke his back. Yeah, was it supposed to walk ever? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, he wasn't and, he supposed to ride his right arm. He wasn't going to use his right arm ever again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's a really good example. His story is a really good example of be careful who you listen to. Yeah. But, you know, from a medical yes. professional. Say that again. Say that again. Be, be careful. careful who you listen to. Because, yeah. you know, when I talked about this earlier, people will steal your personal power by the conversation they have mm. with you. Don't let them steal it. You, you, you have the power to heal yourself. We are, we are an extraordinary, we are the most advanced um, species on this planet. We have an extraordinary power within ourselves to do amazing things. And, and, it, and that's all driven uh, through our brain. And, yes. and he did not listen, thank goodness, to, to what the specialists were saying. Uh, as many of my other guests who have really unchained right. the pain haven't done either, um, uh, and said, "No, I am going to win this battle. I am, I am going to walk again." You know, Louise uh, Carmi is another example on a show coming up in the new year that about one, what right. she would and wouldn't be able to do. I got, I had a chance to listen to that one yesterday. <laughs> that, I'm telling you, just like the list of people that you have. And there's some of the people, and forgive me, there's some of them, I, I wouldn't know their names. And I think that's actually given, it's helped me because I don't have my own attachment to their that yeah. person. And yeah. those are the ones I, I have no, I'm like, I'll have to rewind it. There was an FBI agent one you had. Yeah, Christopher Freeze. Yeah. I'll, he, I'll, he's coming out. I was like, well, sir, we need to have a conversation. Um, yeah. And it, he takes a really different perspective on, on, you know, he's witnessed an awful lot of trauma. In, in his colleagues and so on. And he takes a very different perspective and, uh, of what brain health is, but obviously through his lens, from his, his experience, mm-hmm. and, to, and he, he'll be talking about the importance of trust, which is fundamental to... That is, yeah, that's just any foundation you look at. Yeah, yeah. It's built so, off of so trust. So yeah, his, his is a, an exciting episode coming out. We also have Michael Unbroken, We're yet to be recorded. He's coming out next year. Tima. Um, Tima. Yeah, Tima. <laughs> I love Tima. Tima yeah. yeah. Um, so well, yeah, lot, lots happening next year. Hmm. It's going to be really exciting. I'm really looking looking forward to, to uh, bringing some 
some big names to to the show as we've already had and, right. and some really different perspectives. It's going to be fun to watch and and even more so I think it's going to be a little bit more fun for me because obviously part of figuring out how to display this and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as we move on. And, yeah. and just, we're having and, a quiz which hmm? we talked about. Oh yeah, quiz. Okay, yes. I'm excited. I love games. <laughs> So oh, who's going to do it? You're going to ask me questions and then I'll... I we'll can have... ask you questions now. I know we've not prepared it, but, you know, when we go into Series 2 next year, that's when the you'll hear the, the, quiz, the quiz master, Ruth. <laughs> right. I would suggest not using quiz. When you said quiz, I thought I was going to... I went back to, like, right, fifth grade uh, in, like, fifth grade on a Friday and we're like, damn. <laughs> fun fact, the fun facts of... There it the is. Fun, fun facts, facts, basically. Fun facts. <laughs> so so we're going to work through the five pillars of brain health and, and there's a question for, for each of them so I'm just going to fire you with the first question okay. <laughs> so as we said factors um, the five pillars feelings actions connections thoughts and surroundings so feelings mm -hmm. this is the first one first question what is the funniest or most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you yeah <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, well, the first one that popped in my head, I go back to, um, there's a clip of me. I think I was probably like five, maybe it was probably older than that. Cause my sister was like walking around, you know, barely walking. So I had to been like six of me jump roping, trying to jump rope. And for those who know me personally, I'm pretty athletic. I've, I've got a good hand-eye coordination. I couldn't jump rope for and that video was shown, obviously, to people that, um, like my neighbors and people around us at, at one point when I was home for Christmas. This is back in like 2010-ish or 12. So I can't remember who was there and showing me. And it was the most embarrassing, but it was funniest. I was dying <laughs> laughing. A video of me trying to jump rope. If I find that, I'll have to get, we're going to take, yeah, we're going to take um, those videos and try to put it on a, obviously different, like obviously digital. But yeah, that was yeah. probably the funniest. It's the first thing that popped in my brain. Yeah, the, the funniest thing for me, I was thinking about this this morning, is my husband and I, he wasn't my husband, his boyfriend at the time, we went on a military expedition um, to Greenland to climb some unclimbed peaks. And um, we were being hosted by the, by the Inuits um, at, at, in Greenland. And there was a, like a huge gathering of people in, in a big hall um, to welcome us to, to this event. And, and while we were all sitting there, my husband started the happy birthday song uh, and pointed to me it was not even my birthday like, there, was no, there was no birthday on the horizon in whatsoever and that and they'd obviously heard the happy birthday song so I had to go and stand on the chair at the front of the of the building and have and happy still birthday go with it to me in English uh, and in in their own native language um, and and had to pretend it was my birthday for the for the entire duration did you get cake but, it, it did take, but um, and no, I'm, I'm saying, did you get cake? Heard this story that I've never told this one before. But my 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 husband actually had to buy me a birthday present as a consequence. <laughs> Good for you. That and was... I ended up having three because he did it three. He did it twice on that trip. Another event in. Good for uh, you. Yeah. See the angle of opportunity there. It's always one somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I need a present. Yeah, Where's my present? It's embarrassing and incredibly funny all at the same time. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, it's good that you, for, did you put up a fight or did you embrace it? 
completely. Well, you know, when you're surrounded by brigadiers and, uh, you know, there's kind of no way out. You just kind of have yeah, to. right. Have it's to like, well, it's my birthday it. today. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, live life is your birthday every day, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that was very funny. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be coming up on the on the show next is uh, some fun facts uh, around brain health for people who, who are guests on the show and um, just to spice it up a bit and have some fun. Yeah, so. it's all about having, you know, it's giving people, you know, different segments. And obviously the show takes shape as it goes through, but you have to really take the time. Because I, I see this a lot with with podcasters or people that are trying to leverage podcasting, or they're just they're just having conversations and I'll never talk to the guests ever again. And then it is they don't even do their editing, they don't do any follow up, they don't do any of that stuff, and they're just doing they're having conversations. You can definitely tell in the first five to seven minutes if you enjoy doing this. Yeah, like, I do. Just I as love a consumer. It. I know you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> And you get because my favorite part actually is the first part of when you start every show because you're so excited. <laughs> you know, and you're I'm excited for every a, single I'm one. Sitting on, I'm sitting on an exercise ball here. Most of the, not always. You bounce. You bounce. You bounce. You get excited. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You forget you're actually having a show. Um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited for the future of the show, you know. Yeah. We, We've achieved a lot, and I, you know, I can't really take much credit for this because I had no concept what was really going to happen. But to to achieve a million downloads for me before Christmas in just twelve episodes, I think is, you know, just a that huge, number twelve. Yeah, for you. Huge thank you to all those that are listening to the show that have downloaded it. You know, all my guests that have, you know, that have been on the show so far, and I'm really excited for the guests that are coming up as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And this show is not, you know, it's just not about me. This is about giving people the opportunity to learn how they can unchain their pain and, and to know they're not alone, to know that mm-hmm. other people have been through that journey and come out the other side. And that there is always hope um, and there is always help out there for, for, for you and, and amazing opportunities on the other side of that dark darkness. It is because someone's always waiting for you on the other side. And for me, they might not even be born yet. And that was Lily for me. So, you Mm. know, continue to have that hope, having open possibilities every day. That is, that's such a powerful point. I think going to nausea's, I think finish, I think she hit the nail on the head. The ending question you usually hit people with is like, what advice would you give? Mm individuals um, on a brain health perspective, if I'm just paraphrasing here. And she's like, you, you know, like you're not alone and you're, you, you have something else to give. You have something else to do. Someone else needs, someone needs. Yes. Someone needs you. Yeah. And even, it's not even the people that you've actually met now. It's just in the future. Think about the future self. If you've, uh, the people that you could impact in this world, um, I can go on for years about this topic because it's one of the topics that I'm most passionate about in life. It's just everything's going to pass. Mm-hmm. Even the good times, they're going to pass. Nothing lasts. Mm. Just wait it out. Mm. Mm. Sometimes just get to the point to where you're not exposed, you're not being hurt, and nothing can hurt you, and just wait it out. Mm. And you mentioned looking for help and seeking help. 
what you what's available is only by how strong you feel about trying to get to the solution. Mm. You will find it. We are resourceful people. Mm. We are very resourceful people. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're not, you know, I'm not going to profess to be the, the answer to everything, but, but if people are in a lot of pain and they do need help, then, you know, we're, I'm always on the end of a phone on the end of message no, you're um, so accessible to people, and I love that about you. But you're not yeah. a you're approachable, but you're not too accessible. But you make it accessible for them to want to obviously do it. It's not jammed down their throat, right? Yeah. And I think that's so true. So most people, like even through the holidays, you talked about your surroundings and the times and yeah. events and your the five pillars. For the holidays, can be a very hard time for individuals that have maybe potentially had an event happen in their life that brings up emotions that they normally wouldn't feel at that time. Right. Right. And so straight after the holidays, you know, we, we run um, coaching um, weekly and it will be, it will be on from um, the beginning of January. I do have to have a break, but it'll be on from the beginning of January. If people want some help to unchain their pain, we, you know, we do, um coaching every week you can dip in and and have a session um or you you can have one-on-one sessions with me like you like you've done yourself or you can go for group coaching Uh, and it's it's not you know you're not expected to to talk about i'm not going to force anybody to to talk about stuff they don't want to Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to do the unchaining of the pain uh, to be able to talk about it Right, um, And that's what those sessions are there for, is to allow people to be able to talk about their trauma if that is going to serve them. If it's not going to serve them, you don't have to talk about it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so we're always there for people if they need support. There was something that you said to me during our, my session with you. Mm-hmm. And it triggered me to be open because I was still, I didn't know what to expect. And I think just kind of for people out there that are tuning in that are going to have these feelings, I'm pretty, you know, I don't really have a lot of fear going into certain situations. I feel like I can take anything and overcome, but I still was something was, I was holding on to. And you said one thing, you said, even if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it. And it doesn't, I just want it to come to you. And we can sit here for as long as that happens and even for future sessions or whatever that might be. But I'm just here to, I'm here to allow you to feel. And I was like, whoa. And it was something on a nurturing level that what it's like something my mom would tell me. Like, we don't have to do anything. We can just be here, right? And something clicked in my mind. And it just, I, and, and it there's a recording of that and it was just like i've was just like it felt like about someone like opened up a like a a valve and it was a, a very a very it was one of, it was one of the most impactful moments that i've had in my life wow thank you for sharing that you're welcome you know and i, I think, think it's you. important people do have that you know that is safe haven that emotional safety that emotional blanket to to just mm. feel I still even right now I was, went back to that I was started a haven, <laughs> um, but it's um it's important and now it does when I think back to that memory, it doesn't give me any it doesn't give me the same emotion. Yeah, 
yeah at all but it, it didn't for for people that also tuning into this the episodes that are already recorded for dr ruth are available inside the community it's one of the things yeah. that we're going to be working with the exclusive content offers inside the community so if anybody wants to watch early access to dr ruth show go to our page i believe it is archive slash brain health brain right? health yeah yeah we need to start editing obviously some of this stuff and now that the website and everything mm -hmm. has been coded to your obviously links and your pages and all those things. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so exciting. I'm so excited to be able to show the world what we've been working on because it's yeah. something that's never been done. That's why I know it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> never been done before. So it's just yeah. early access. Some of the community things that you'll be doing inside the community yeah. exclusively for our community. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. There's so much yeah. great things are happening, but thank you yeah. for having me on. And in our, for our episode, me laying on a couch. That's going to be fun. <laughs> and, and what I, anybody listening to this live, just, you know, or or, or um, following up, just message us if you want to have yeah. particular guests, if you want particular topics to be covered, just message myself or, or Winjet, Chris, um, and we'll just make sure sure we cover those off. We have a huge list of um, of topics to be covered next year, and, and we'll do our very best to to address your needs and make sure we give you really good educational content and stories that will help you really unchain your pain. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Are you going to push the buttons on my side or are I'll you push pushing the buttons? Okay, um, yeah, because I didn't want to like I didn't want to do it perpetually. Yeah, no, it was it's a pleasure as all mine. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> be well, be you, be great. Peace out, much love. Take care. Peace Thank out. you, Doc. Peace. Cast is brought to you by WinCheck Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.